Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour on this beautiful day. I'm so happy to join with you. So let's get started. I'm going to start us off with a blessing, a prayer. Prayer is the medium of miracles. This is what A Course in Miracles tells us. So let's, let's plant ourselves in the medium of miracles with a prayer. So I place my hand on my heart. And I take a deep breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and so thankful to consciously attune to the infinite love, the perfect intelligence, the wisdom and the clarity that is ever-present, omnipresent, omnipotent, omniactive, is the very nature and essence of our life and being. Taking this breath, we are grateful and thankful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self. We're not going it alone anymore. And we are giving up all false ideas about love, any misperceptions about love, any false ideas, interpretations. We're giving them all to the higher Holy Spirit self for healing right this moment deeply grateful, deeply thankful that we can turn them over, hand them over here and now. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 So grateful. Yes, indeed. So grateful. So, um, a couple, I'm just going to make a quick announcement here before uh, we go any further. And that is that uh, Course of Miracles conferences in England coming up in just a couple of weeks. I'm excited. I will be there. Starts, uh, I'll be there on the 17th. Uh, I'll be there from the 17th to the 20th, and I invite you, if you're going to be in the hood, let's make a plan to get together. Uh, I'd love to have a chance to have a a meal with uh, anyone who's uh, interested, (laughs) and we can join together. It's deeply healing, so plan on it. just come and say, hey, let's have dinner, let's have lunch. It, it will always be a group, but that's great. Come be part of the group. So if you're if you're able to come to the conference uh, in the UK, there's still tickets. If you're interested and can come to the conference in Boston, uh, there are still tickets. You can reach out to those conference organizers. And I have those details on my events page at jenniferhadley.com. Also, uh, if you are going to the conference in Boston, there's a free afternoon that I'm doing on study groups leading study groups, facilitating study groups, starting study groups. We're going to do that. It's totally free. I'm going to the Boston Pops that night uh, and uh, with the group, and I'm really looking forward to hanging out with everybody there. Okay, those announcements are done. And uh, let's get into our topic this week, which is... uh, about pain and the misperceptions of love and pain. And (laughs) so let's, it's when love is painful, that was the topic. I escaped my awareness for a moment. When love is painful, when love is painful, it ain't love. Just know that when it's, see, love is a spiritual quality. It's one of the qualities of spirit. And there are quite a few qualities of spirit. Uh, There's joy. 
there's freedom, there's peace, there's harmony, there's wisdom, clarity, purity, abundance, prosperity, wholeness, uh, all the beauty, all these wonderful spiritual qualities. They are omnipresent, omniactive. They are the very essence and truth and life of our being. And we are designed to express them, to reveal them. So that that wonderful quote that is probably just about my favorite quote in the New Testament, um, which is, Seek first the kingdom which is within, and all else will be added unto you. What that means to me is that when I place my attention on the kingdom, which is within, when I place my attention on what uh, A Course in Miracles calls the altar, the heart space, our loving heart, when I place my attention on my loving heart, because it's in there un- underneath any grievances, we all have a loving heart that can be renewed, it can be restored, it can be liberated in any moment, right? We don't have to have some special thing. We really just have to be truly, deeply willing in order for our heart to be restored and renewed. So that heart opening comes when we're seeking to express love, to know love, to share love, to be loving. And when we are looking within to express and share love, to hold love in our mind, then everything is added unto us, meaning Now we will also have the awareness of all those spiritual qualities, abundance, peace, wholeness, freedom, prosperity, joy, wisdom, clarity, beauty, harmony. They are all now going to be in our awareness. So they were always there hiding behind the clouds, to use the the metaphor that A Course in Miracles uses the the clouds of our misperceptions and our projections, our false beliefs and false identification. Seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto you. So the only reason we're not experiencing the expressions of those spiritual qualities all the time is because we're focused on the thoughts and beliefs that block their expression. So for instance, if we're holding a grievance, can we possibly be focused on experiencing love, knowing love? No, you you can't hold a grievance in your mind and be expressing, receiving, sharing, just soaking and saturating, marinating in love at the same time, you've got to choose whom you will serve, your grievance or your loving heart. You decide. But you can't have both. So we have to choose one or the other. That's why A Course in Miracles says, basically, if, if you're not happy, choose again. If you're not experiencing the peace, choose again. I must have chosen wrongly because I'm not at peace. I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I can change my mind. I can decide anew. So, and I can give all the consequences of my wrong decision to the Holy Spirit for healing. Such a great, great gift. That's the grace of God right there. So, we can't experience abundance and prosperity when we're focused on lack. We decide where we'll place our attention. We decide where we will put our faith. So when love is painful, our attention is not on love. It's 100% of the time, it's going to be focused on lack and limitation. Lack attack, limitation, and separation. When love is painful, we are not focused on giving and receiving love. We're focused on lack, attack, limitation, and separation. Who chooses what we will put our attention on? We do. 
And a lot of time it's habitual. So when we're flailing about in pain, as regards our relationships and experience of love in this world, then what's happening? What is happening is the past patterns and beliefs are coming up into our awareness for healing. If you're willing to pay attention to the thoughts that you're thinking, you will realize that they are causing the feelings that you're experiencing, right? This is what A Course in Miracles tells us in that responsibility for sight section. I choose the feelings that I will experience. I, I am responsible for what I see, for what I feel, for what I experience, all of it. I'm responsible. So all thought produces form at some level. Our experiences form. Our feelings are form. Our thoughts are form. Our circumstances are form. If we don't like the form that we're experiencing, we must clear out the thoughts that generated what we're experiencing now by giving them to the Holy Spirit. We don't have to figure out anything of how to change our life. We just have to be willing to turn our attention from that which creates our suffering or makes our suffering, that which generates our suffering to that which refreshes, renews, and restores us to our true identity. So let's look for a little bit here at um, chapter 3. And uh, chapter 3 of the text, you know me, I love to stick to the text. So the innocent perception is the name of chapter 3. So we're we're restoring ourselves to innocent perception. We're clearing out the ego identification, ego perception uh, by really looking at it so we can um, become aware that this is the cause of all our suffering. Section four of chapter three is entitled Error and the Ego. And it begins with, The abilities you now possess are only shadows of your real strength. And boy, can I attest to that. Oh, life gets so much easier. It gets so much easier to just call forth what you'd like when your mind is not focused on lack, attack, limitation, and separation. It says, all of your present functions are divided and open to question and doubt. This is because you are not certain how you will use them and are therefore incapable of knowledge. So when we're beginning this practice, right, when we're beginning to live the love and walk the talk, then we're going to be oscillating back and forth between choosing loving thoughts and unloving thoughts. Yep. We're just going to be bouncing back and forth. And to have an awareness that we're bouncing back and forth is super helpful. And the tendency most people have is to go, oh, God, I slipped off the wagon. Oh, God, there I am in negativity again. Oh, God, there I am in worry and doubt and fear again. Oh, Jesus, here I am. Help me, help me. So it's good to call upon the name of God. It's good to call Jesus for sure. So, but no blame, no attack, no judgment, just notice. Just notice. And in that noticing, you're going to start realizing that your loyalties are divided, your interests are divided, your commitment is not strong. So that's where you can shift. 
you it, most people have an awareness of some area of their life at some point in time where they became very dedicated, very committed, very devoted, even if it's to attacking someone, even if it's to attacking themselves. You know, uh, I think of someone who is um, uh, anorexic, who is very focused, very dedicated. I'm thinking of someone who is... um, No, I'm flashing all around. So it just, I can, I can feel that it just applies to everyone that even where someone feels like their life is spinning out of control, if that's the case, they're probably very devoted to lack, attack, limitation, and separation thinking and beliefs. At least that's been my experience of my life. Now it says in here, Perception did not exist until the separation introduced degrees, aspects, and intervals. Okay. So it used to be we just thought the thoughts we we thought with the mind of God. And then came this perception of separation, this belief in separation, this desire for separation. And because our mind is the mind of God, following that desire for separation, we got to experience it. And we're gathering all this learning about our experience of separation and sharing it with the infinite mind of God. It is a wild adventure ride. Nothing more, really. It says, spirit has no levels, and all conflict arises from the concept of levels. So what are levels? Uh, The emotional level, the mental level, the physical level, these are all illusory levels. In spirit, there are no levels. But in our illusion of form, we've got these different levels, etheric level, spiritual level, uh, these levels. Only the levels of the Trinity are capable of unity. The levels created by separation cannot but conflict. This is because they are meaningless to each other. So we are, it says here, I'm going to just back up to the um, fourth sentence here. You are also incapable of knowledge because you can still perceive lovelessly. So we can still look at the world without any expression of love. And when that's true, we're going to misperceive because we're not in our right mind. Looking at the world lovelessly is a habit. When we look at things and we judge them as right and wrong, good and bad, and we're throwing our opinions and judgments on the world, then we are perceiving lovelessly. And then, of course, of course, of course, we're going to perceive that love itself can be painful. Yeah. Now, I'm going to jump, uh, I'm going to jump around here. I'm going to go to uh, chapter 12, section 7 which is taking spiritual action, looking within. And paragraph eight. So we're chapter 12, section seven, paragraph eight. When you want only love, you will see nothing else. The contrary nature of the witnesses you perceive is merely the reflection of your conflicting invitations. It's a little cryptic there. You have looked upon your mind and accepted opposition there, having sought it there. But do not then believe that the witnesses for opposition are true, for they attest only to your decision about reality, returning to you the messages you gave them. In other words, you don't see 
what's really there, which is the opportunity to experience perfect love. Instead, you see with whatever it is you're looking with. You're seeing through the lens of the past. If you don't see perfect love, you're seeing through the lens of the past. It says here, love too is recognized by its messengers. If you make love manifest, its messengers will come to you because you invited them. So when you want only love, you will see nothing else. The power of decision is your one remaining freedom as a prisoner of this world. You can decide to see it right. What you made of it is not its reality, for its reality is only what you give it, right? When you give love. If you're not giving love, you're not giving anything. It's all illusion because only love is real. You can decide to see it right. What you made of it is not its reality, for its reality is only what you give it. You cannot really give anything but love to anyone or anything, nor can you really receive anything but love from them. If you think you have received anything else, it is because you have looked within and thought you saw the power to give something else within yourself. It was only this decision that determined what you found, for it was the decision for what you sought. Yep. So, when you want only love, you will see nothing else. You cannot really give anything but love to anyone or anything, nor can you really receive anything but love from them. So when it feels like love is painful, it is not love. It is attachment. It is special relationship, which is what attachment is. It's codependency. It's wrong thinking. So what happens is, at least in my experience of experiencing love as painful, it, it, my, in my experience, what was going on was that I, had, I was needing, wanting, craving, or I had some aversion, something was going on that was completely false, was all my perception, it was the interpretation, it was the meaning I gave of it, always because I was looking through the lens of the past and I didn't wish to change my mind. I wasn't taking the painful experience as the alarm clock going off saying, danger, 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 whatever you're thinking isn't true. Change your mind Give it to the Holy Spirit for healing. Yep. So I think it's a great relief to know that when it feels painful, it ain't love. So let's not confuse ourselves. Let's not delude ourselves. So many people uh, struggle on in relationship or the relationship has seemingly ended. All relationships are eternal because we're one with each other forever. So uh, relationships don't end when we're eternal. But the perception can be, oh, this human relationship has ended. And then people experience great pain sometimes. But the pain comes from the wrong perspective. It comes from this idea that love is something that it's not. And what could be more painful than thinking that love is something that it's not? And, and having misperceptions about love, what could be more painful than that? Nothing I can think of. I'm going to pause here. 
And as we're getting ready to go to the break, I'd like to tell you that I have opened the registration for the October events that I'm doing. Uh, Two events. I'm doing another teacher training, how to lead and create a workshop, which includes the certification of how to lead uh, my Forgiven Be Free workshop. And I'm also doing another spiritual counseling training intensives. I think that I probably will not do either of those again until the fall of 2020. So if you're interested in doing these, this is the time. There's a super early bird special on uh, until May 22nd. And we do have payment plans to make it easy for you. And as always, if our payment plans are not going to work for you, we can even do uh, one that's just for you. Yes. <laughs> also, the Finding Freedom waitlist is open. Um, going to be um, offering Finding Freedom again soon. If you'd like to know about it, get on that waitlist. Go to the Finding Freedom page at jenniferhadley.com. All the events are listed on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. I am Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are living the love, we are walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. We're talking about when love is painful. And it is such a relief, I think, to realize that when love seems to be painful, it's because I am misperceiving. I'm crazy. I've lost my mind. I'm so glad that... uh, Oh, I can come back into my right mind. But it does take a, a great willingness. It really does. It takes a great, great willingness to um, give up our attachments to our beliefs. That's what it requires is that great willingness to give up our attachments to our beliefs. And... Hmm. I am grateful that we can, that this is possible. And we don't have to identify the attachments. We don't have to know what they are or where they came from. I'm so grateful that that is so really, truly grateful. And in our healing, let us be willing to go within and to look at this, really look at this and see what's actually going on here. So I'm going to invite you to turn within. Let's have some healing right here, right right now. And take a breath of love and gratitude with me. Take another breath and let's just be grateful that we can discover something new about love and get the pain out of our relationships. Yes, 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 yes. So grateful and thankful that we can open our hearts and minds to the truth about love. So grateful to relinquish whatever the thoughts and beliefs are that are showing up as pain, suffering. First, we must be willing to take responsibility and look at 
our choices without blame, not blaming someone else, and not blaming ourselves. Let's look within without blame and realize that every experience we've ever had has been to teach us and to help us. There have been people in my life for sure that I have experienced a lot of suffering over and now I can see they came into my life to help me realize that I wasn't loving myself and I was looking outside myself for love. A Course in Miracles teaches us to have love, give all to all. Love doesn't need anything in return. Nothing. The ego finds that a very tough pill to swallow. When we are needing and wanting and craving, we are not loving. We are in ego identification and we are drowning in the sense of separation. Rather than trying to fix the world, to change the world, to fix the relationship, to change the relationship, let us just love ourselves and become the perfect givers and receivers of love that we are designed to be. Eliminating all conflict. Let's take a breath on that. Are you willing? Yes. Let's find that willingness. And it needs to be a willingness not just to end the suffering, but a willingness to give up our perspective, our beliefs. So grateful, so thankful that we can do this. Yes. So grateful and thankful to surrender any and all attachments, known or unknown, recognized or unrecognized. We don't have to analyze it. Spirit already knows. We just have to be willing. Yes. I'm going to mention here that uh, I mentioned at the top of the show that uh, my spiritual counseling training intensive is coming up in October. It's the only one this year. There probably won't be another one until October 2020. And all kinds of people take it. People with coaching experience, people who've been therapists for decades, people who are grandmothers just interested in learning more, uh, business people, attorneys, all kinds of people take the spiritual counseling training intensive, ministers, practitioners, all kinds, Um, teachers, healers, all kinds to become better listeners, uh, to become more intuitive, to have a lot of personal healing, all kinds of people, yoga teachers, all kinds of people. And in my spiritual counseling certification program, of which the week-long intensive is a requirement, uh, there is a um, um, there there are a whole group of people, wonderful people who are in that certification program. And in the certification program, one of the requirements is they have to do 111 sessions, one-on-one sessions with clients, and the client must 
uh, evaluate them and they have to evaluate themselves. And the reason for that is because I'm not interested in certifying anyone who doesn't feel really confident and qualified to be a spiritual counselor. So I've been a spiritual counselor myself since the year 2000, uh, when I graduated from the uh, practitioner training at Agape, founded by Michael Beckwith. So I'm a science of mind trained practitioner and minister. And when I graduated as a practitioner, I, I think I had done one brief session as part of my four years of uh, preparation and training. <laughs> and so I really didn't know what I was doing. And I am, uh, our certification program at the Power of Love Ministry is much more in depth uh, so that people really feel confident and qualified. So if you go to the jenniferhadley.com page, uh, uh, my website, you can see there in the navigation bar, counseling. If you go to that menu, there are a, a, quite a list of people who are in the certification program who are available to support you with counseling. Once people have been certified, they set their own fees and they charge whatever they would like. But whenever when they are in the certification program and they're getting their 111 hours, I ask that if they get a referral from my website, that they do that counseling on a donation basis. So they're helping you, you're helping them. If you are entrenched in the belief that love is painful, I'm inviting you to go and work with one of those counselors. The people who do my Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp, Finding Freedom from Fear Spiritual Boot Camp based on A Course Miracles Principles, people who do that program, uh, parts of it are facilitated by the spiritual counselors that are uh, in my program. And same with Masterful Living, we have lots of um, facilitation opportunities and requirements for those counselors as well. So they, they are really wonderful people. Every single one of them is dedicated to doing their own inner work. And I highly recommend that if you are struggling, struggle no more get some professional help and support to work these principles. What I find in here all the time is that people are in study groups year after year after year, and they're studying A Course in Miracles, but they're not actually living it and applying it. And so they're not succeeding in transforming their lives. Somebody just told me, um, uh, Last week, I think it was, that they had been in a study group for many years, and they're in class with me. They're having uh, so much healing in just a few months compared to years and years in their study group. And that's the thing. For me, I hid in the studies for such a long time, and that was a great cause of my pain because I thought intellectually, gosh, I know better. Why am I still struggling so much? I know better. I know these spiritual teachings backwards and forwards. Why am I still falling down every day? Why am I still feeling so mean and so hurt? Why, 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 why? What's going on? What is going on? Yeah. So we can lay all of that on the altar, the altar of love, and give it up. So let's go back to the course here. And Again, when you want only love, you will see nothing else. Because nothing else is real. Nothing else exists. If you make love manifest, its messengers will come to you because you invited them. That's holy relationship. 
messengers of love showing up in your life. I can honestly tell you there's so much love in my life now, but I felt like I was in the love desert. No love to be found. No water. Parched. For so long. Because I was blocking the love. I was the one that was making it painful. I was the one that was causing my suffering. I was the one who was perceiving lovelessly. So one of the strong habits in my mind was that I would punish people for for frightening me. I would punish them for worrying me. I would punish them for attacking me. I would, and, and, and it's pure course of miracles that when we feel attacked, the reason we feel attacked is because we're not in our loving heart. Instead, we are looking for a, an excuse to attack in my defenselessness my safety lies. So when we feel like we're being attacked, 100% of the time, it is because we are looking for an excuse to attack. It doesn't make sense to the ego. It only makes sense to the spirit. But if we're willing, we can see, we can feel that when we're feeling attacked, if we pause... And we look within. We have the courage to look within. And we go there with the Holy Spirit. We go there with Jesus. We go there with Mother Mary and angels. And we say, show me my own desire to attack. I am feeling attacked. Show me how this is my desire to attack. Let me see it. Let me recognize it so I can offer it up. It's there. In fact, we don't have to cognize it in order to offer it up. But sometimes it does help to see we're doing it to ourselves to get us to stop. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. In, um, in uh, let's see, what section is this? Fear, oh, my favorite, fear and conflict. <laughs> the first corrective step in undoing the error is to know, first, that the conflict is an expression of fear. Say to yourself that you must somehow have chosen not to love or the fear could not have arisen. Then the whole process of correction becomes nothing more than a series of pragmatic steps in the larger process of accepting the atonement as the remedy. Okay? So if you're feeling attacked, you're going to feel afraid. So say to yourself that you must somehow have chosen not to love. Be willing to look for and find your attack thought. Seek not for love, but to remove, to surrender all the blocks to love. We don't need to seek for love, but to surrender the blocks to love that we have, the the walls that we have built against love in our heart. That's what we can look for. Yes. That's what we can look for. Just feeling how deep this is. So in the fear and conflict section, it, it gives you the steps. Know first that this is fear, right? When you're feeling upset, know first that this is fear. Fear arises from lack of love. The only remedy for lack of love is perfect love. Perfect love is the atonement. So we're accepting the atonement for ourselves by recognizing that all experiences of fear 
arise from a lack of love. When love feels painful, there's a lack of love, 100%. And it's not happening outside of us, it's happening within us. Therefore, it is within our control. And the intense experiences of pain from a sense of lack of love, a sense of abandonment, a sense of being mistreated, a sense of being disrespected, a sense of being unloved by the one we love, all of it is emanating from us. And if we'd like to have a new experience, let's have an experience of love because when love feels painful, there is no love. It's hard to understand because when we feel like there's craving, needing, wanting, attraction on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, but that's not love. Love is not like that. That is compulsion, it is ego, it, and it is an old, old pattern that is coming up for healing because our spirit has answered our cry for love by placing this experience on our path. Let's not misunderstand it. Let us not confuse it. Let us not avoid it. Let us not run from it. Let us face it, holding the hand of the Holy Spirit, metaphorically, of course, and say, this is my healing opportunity. I will not let it go. I am choosing to heal. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. This is my opportunity. I'm going to be grateful for my opportunity. And I'm going to give all the thoughts, known and unknown, you know, because we can't consciously know all the thoughts that are causing the pain. We can just know that it's a wrong perspective and we can offer that wrong perspective, that decision or a group of decisions that we made somewhere in the past, this lifetime or any other that are coming up for healing, we can give them to the Holy Spirit for healing. And that's what, just before this section about um, that, uh, saying to yourself that you must somehow have chosen not to love or fear could not have arisen. That's paragraph seven in the fear and conflict section, which is section six in chapter two. So right before that, it says, it is possible to reach a state in which you bring your mind under my guidance without conscious effort. But this implies a willingness that you have not developed yet. So again, we're going back to willingness. Let us say yes to whatever is required for our healing and affirm that over and over and over again. And every time we experience pain, say, I must have chosen wrongly. I must have decided wrongly. I'm going to choose again. First, I'm going to choose the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, heal my mind now. Heal my wrong decision. Undo all the consequences of my wrong decision. Show me the way. Teach me the way. I am willing to choose love instead of fear. I know that it works. It works for me, and it works for everyone that I work with in my classes. Masterful Living, Finding Freedom, Counseling, Sacred Circle, these programs that I have. By the way, Sacred Circle uh, is my spiritual counseling. It's group counseling, and we meet four times a month, um, almost every week of the year. And uh, you can submit a question in writing, or you can come and join me. Uh, if you submit a question in writing, I'll answer it during our, our circle. And we meet on Zoom you can hide your video, turn your video on. It is a sacred group of people. It is a fantastic 
powerful healing circle. And you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, do a um, one month free. It's a subscription. So if you subscribe, the first month will be free. And use this coupon code. It's only good for the radio listeners. I'll, I'll have them set it up. So if you're listening live, you got to wait a little while because I, I didn't pre-plan um, this. Um, let's call it sacred gift, all one word, sacred gift. Um, and uh, you'll get one month free if you subscribe to my sacred circle of uh me offering spiritual counseling and pretty much every week I get to answer everybody's question. You can answer. You ask me any question that you like and receive, um, that counseling. It's a powerful, uh, thing. It's one of my favorite things. And also my sacred circle is a bonus with my finding freedom, spiritual boot camp class. So if you're on that wait list, um, I'll be announcing that soon. From now on, I'm going to start doing a wait list because I'm only going to offer Finding Freedom a couple times a year. And if you're on the wait list, then you'll you'll know about it. Um, go to the Finding Freedom page at jenniferhadley.com. Okay. <sighs> love is not painful. It, if it's painful, it must not be love. Yes. It says here, uh, paragraph uh, eight in this fear and conflict section, I've emphasized that the miracle or the expression of atonement is always a sign of respect from the worthy to the worthy. The recognition of this worth is reestablished by the atonement. It is obvious then, when you are afraid, you have placed yourself in a position where you need atonement. You have done something loveless having chosen without love. And this is precisely the situation for which the atonement was offered. So we're choosing the atonement for ourselves and sharing the benefits with everyone. Yes, yes, yes. And if you enjoy this radio show, I'm inviting you to make a sustaining contribution $5 a month, $10 a month, $50 a month, whatever it feels worth to you. I invite you to uh, go to uh, powerofloveministry.net and sign up to make a tax-deductible sustaining contribution. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I'm praying. We are grateful and thankful that love is all there is. Love is what we are. In gratitude, we let it be. And this is on. God bless.